Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I was so looking forward to being with you this morning, but of course we have the flash flood watches going on all throughout San Diego. I want to pray about that real quick. Would you pray with me? Lord, we pray for your safety on our city, on our county. We pray for anyone who is in harm's way, that you would protect them, your angels protect our city. We pray, Lord, for the first responders, that they would be safe, and that your blessings, your goodness, your presence would fill our county and take care of your people. In Jesus' name. Well, again, good morning. Welcome to Gathering Place Church. Pastor Josh and I are here this morning to worship with you. Uh, Josh is going to lead us in some worship, a couple songs, and we're going to draw the presence of God here and there as you participate with us. And then we're going to jump into the Word together, and it's going to be a great morning. So here we go. God, I love to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. That's so good. Give me wisdom. Know just what to do. Yeah. 
in a supernatural way, Jesus, in the way only you can, Lord. Holy Spirit, move right now, begin to heal, restore, encourage, fill hearts with hope. We love your presence, God. Lord Jesus, draw me near. Touch my heart. Make me tender toward you again. Help me be aware of your presence. Bring me peace. I worship you. I rededicate my life to you right now. Let's start fresh and new. for about another hour and a half is so rich and so good. Praise God. <laughs> well, hey, if you want to uh, give today, you can, the, the standard ways of giving uh, are the same. You can give online at gatheringplacechurch.org. You can text 84321. Uh, you can also mail a check to P.O. Box 1078, Poway, California, 92074. I want to pray over you for those of you that are going to be giving today God's blessing on your return. Every giving scripture in the Bible has a return on it. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. Isn't that incredible? Every time God gives a scripture about giving, he tags a return scripture on on it. Because he knows that uh, we depend on our money uh, for our needs and also for our dreams, our hopes. And uh, right now, with the way things are, we really need God's help. And as long as you are giving to his kingdom, he promises to always add everything you need back to you. So we don't need to fear. So, Lord, we pray for every person giving this morning. That you, Lord, would open opportunities for them. Make a path where there's not a path. Make a way where there's no way. You are the God of opportunities. You're the God of the impossible we do not need to fear, but to have faith, Amen. because you are faithful. And so, Lord Josh and I pray over every person mm-hmm. giving this morning that you will multiply it, return it to them, and show them that you are their God and that you are their provider, and they never have to fear. Yes, In God. Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you got your Bible with you, we're going to open it up, and we're going to jump in. And uh, Josh, as we're praying about... Our time together today, something immediately came to my heart that's been on my heart for quite a while. You know, it's been a couple of months since I've been with you. I'll see you next Sunday live at the Lexus Center in Escondido. Um, but uh, I want to I want to talk about this starting now, and that is this increased depression, anxiety, worry that has gripped uh, society. Uh, so many people that I've talked to uh, over the last couple of years are dealing with suicide ideation, even suicide. 
uh, eating mm -hmm. disorders, um, there's broken marriages, broken families, uh, and the depression is just skyrocketing and the anxiety is yeah. going deep and yeah. uh, counseling offices have just been filled. What do you think is going on? What, why do you think this is happening? Well, obviously the enemy, uh, oh, for one. <laughs> we have the enemy kind of going hard on people's lives. And ever since COVID, you know, we, there was this, it was already rocky before COVID. And then COVID just heightened it. And there was isolation. There was a That's lot amazing. of our foundation of stability. I feel, my experience has been the, the stability, the sense of stability in our country, the sense of stability in our government, in our workplaces. Everything was shaken and and we had no ground to stand on, really. Like we're or I mean, obviously we stand on the word, we stand on God, but other foundations that we build our life upon, we're yeah. just like, uh, where'd yeah. this all go? Now wait a minute, isn't that what Jesus said in Matthew seven? He talked about building our life on sand or building our life on rock. Good word, right? Yes, that just came to my mind when you're talking there about it. Go. Some of you probably thought of that as well. Yep, Jesus said that. And, you know, we can be in church and you hear somebody preach, you know, you know, build your life on the rock. And when the storms hit, your your house will stand. Hallelujah. You know, build your life on sand. And when the storms come, your life's going to fall apart. And we all shout hallelujah. It happened. Yep, it happened. Everything that could have been shaken was shaken during that season. Wow. And what you built your life on, you know, God... God used and can use that to expose you actually were building your life on something else other yeah. than me yeah. and so you know you had to dig deep in the word you had to dig deep in your relationship with God but you know wow. in that you know it exposed a lot of depression so it's a wake-up call yeah it's not hopelessness no because Jesus is still here he's still available the right. word of God's still here God's still here and that's what I want to talk about today because there's a story in the Bible about a prophet a guy who was one of the most powerful uh, men of God to ever live. And in fact, he had just had his greatest uh, feat of success ever in his entire ministry, one of the greatest in the entire Bible. And that was Elijah. And so if you go to Elijah chapter or first Kings chapter 19 with me, we're going to, we're going to dip into Elijah's life. And this is right after he had an incredible mm -hmm. experience where he called fire down from heaven. Yeah wiped out all the false prophets of Baal. All of Israel turns back to God. I mean, you know, you're, you'd think that he he's like going to be quite at the top of his game yeah. forever. <laughs> but it was like the next day he's running into the desert and wanting God to end his life. Oof. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> like what happened between this uber success and then this utter despair? Like what happened well, we can read about it, starting in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1. As we're reading this, if you get something out of what we're going through, comment. Like like, like what's yeah, going yeah. on, add to the comment section, yeah. because it's fun. This is collaborative. We want to yeah. go through the word with you. So. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, if we were in church live right now, I'd be hearing amens, hallelujah, yeah. preach it. So do that in the comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we are charismatic church, so we need that. All right. Okay. So... Uh, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1, that Ahab, which was the king of Israel at the time, told Jezebel, his wife, all that Elijah had done, wiped out all the prophets, and how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah. This is so important. The enemy will speak to you. Hmm. 
He will send messengers to sow thoughts into your mind to try to intimidate you. Don't buy them like Elijah did. Because what happened to him could happen to you. Maybe it is happening to you. It can happen to me. So it says, Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more so if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, instead of rebuking her, instead of saying, I reject that. God's my God. I don't have to be afraid of you, right? Instead of that, he allowed those words to go into his ears and produce fear mm -hmm. in his heart. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when you have a steady diet of news. Oh, okay. When you have a steady diet of what is being told to you about the disaster coming in our, in our yeah. economy or not that it's not true that, or some of it's not true, but if that's all you're digesting, rather than digesting the voice of God, you're going to end up in fear, just like Elijah. Yep. 100%. Yep. That's a good word right there. I I, uh, I know that when you have a steady diet, too, of comparison, not just news, it chips away at your self-confidence as well. And then those lies can creep in a lot easier. Well. Absolutely. Rather yeah. than, God, who have you made me to be? Right. What have you called me to do? Right. Let's do that. Which he did beforehand. It's like, this That's is what exactly I was called right. to do. So, yeah. Oh, man, she knocked him out of his calling. Yep. He allowed her to knock him out of his calling. Yep. And when he saw this, he arose and ran for his life. Don't run away from intimidation and from obstacles and from uh, uh, difficulties and trials. Run right into him like David did with Goliath, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. All of Israel, they're afraid of Goliath, and they're all standing up there, all these men of war with all their armor standing up on the on the uh, uh, on the mountainside, afraid to run down into the valley and take on Goliath. But this teenage boy did it. Yeah, he ran right into the fray. <laughs> right? Yes. Why did he do that? Where did he get that courage well, from? He 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 knew who he was. And help me out here. <laughs> he knew whose he was. <laughs> whose he was? Yes. Who he was and whose he yes, was. That's right. We're going to be. I'm learning today. In fact, we're all learning. <laughs> In fact, in fact, that's a little that's a little um, precursor, uh, little a little uh, preview of a new series we're going to start on September 10th. We're simply calling Courage because we need courage in life. All right, here we go. Let's go. So, and when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and down under a broom tree and. Well, what does your say? A broom tree sounds so Broom strange. tree's fine. Broom yeah. tree? Yeah, it's right. in there. It's not a tree with brooms hanging on it. Just with, okay. It's an actual tree. Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, it's actually a... Uh, I can't read that. It's a tree. <laughs> and, and, he, and he prayed that he might die. Have any of you done that? Oof. Just prayed that you just fall asleep and not wake up. Because life is so hard. You're so depressed. You're so discouraged. You're so hopeless. That's what he did. In in verse uh, 4, where he says, I have had enough, Lord. And that's where he's prayed that he would might die. He said, I have had enough. It's enough. If, I've had enough. If you, have, you had, have you ever said that? You're like, God, all right, I'm done. 100%. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm exhausted. And, and just, you know, end this, whatever I'm going through. Please, I'm done. I've done it. Yeah. About every Monday morning. <laughs> 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 After every parenting moment, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not gonna parent anymore. Forget about it. No, take my good, life. Good luck. 
And then there's God. It's enough. Now, Lord, take my life. I know better than my fathers. Oh, he's starting to sink down into self-pity. Exactly. You know exactly what I'm doing. Because I recognize the language. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I've done that, that. that's the big temptation right there, man. When you are alone and you are under pressure and you feel like you're... There's no way out for you. Nobody loves you. Nobody cares about you. Nobody understands. Uh, how do I get this? That self-pity, boy, that can just choke the life right out of mm -hmm. you. It's not your friend. Then he lay and slept under a broom tree. There it is again. A lot of broom trees in that town. Suddenly, okay, before we go there, this was his condition. I want to say to you and to us. Just because you find yourself in that condition does not make you a second-class citizen of the kingdom of God. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you a loser. Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you can't go to church because everybody has the victory but you. It's just not true. This was one of the greatest men of God that ever lived on the planet. And yet he found himself in this condition. And this is what I want to say, which wow. is a big point here. God did not shame him. What we're going to see is God restored him. God doesn't shame you for where you're at. Hmm. He's the restorer. Man, that's such a good word. Because <laughs> I, I have, I don't know about you guys, but I know I have felt when I have struggled with my faith, and I've done, you know, we had a mighty worship set on Sunday or something like that. Yeah. God's presence showed up. Or a miracle happened in my life. And then the very next day, it's like, you know, something happens, oh, yeah, and then absolutely. the doubt sets in, yeah. and then the self-pity comes in, and you're like, I'm not even worthy. This unworthiness comes in, or whatever. Yeah. And then you shame yourself, and then you shame yourself. Faith. And you're like, I don't have faith. Yeah. Like, where the heck is my faith? Yeah. Yeah. And so, that is such a good word. Of, yeah. God it's doesn't normal. shame you. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, a newly married couple, when they have a little tiff, and they think they're the only ones on the planet, the only marriage that's ever has had this communication problem, problem with sex, or problem with money, or whatever. It's like... And they think their marriage is going to fall apart until they talk to someone who's been married about 10 like, years or 20 years or 30 years and 40 years. You're like, like, oh, dude, we have jackets. <laughs> I've got the T-shirt. Yeah. Well, and then it normalizes it. Okay. Yeah. This is normal. This is spiritual warfare. Okay. So don't get down on yourself. Don't look down. Look up. And so let's look at how God responds. You know, I just feel impressed to pray right now for you. I don't know. I just felt that by the Holy Spirit, I think. Lord, this really touched somebody's heart right now. I pray, God, you remove the despair and breathe hope into that person's heart right now. Breathe divine hope and life into that person's soul. Raise them up. Restore them, Lord. The enemy has intimidated them, mm -hmm. trapped them, burying them, saying there's no hope for you. That's a lie. That's a lie. God, speak to them. Yes. Speak to them, Lord. And that's what God did with Elijah here. He spoke to him. Look, look how God, in, in the, the worst moment of Elijah's spiritual life, God's restoration recipe is initiated. <laughs> so good. 
And an angel touched him and said, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank, and then he lay down again. And then the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him, and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank, and went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Hori, the mountain of God. What do you, what, what do you see in that, Josh? What's God doing? Well, <clears throat> I see, obviously, rest. You know, um, when when you are going after God with all of your heart and you're, you're, you're serving him, you're going to come to a place of exhaustion. You're going to come to a place of feeling like a failure. But rather than allow that to 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 uh, transform into self pity and be shame, mm. rest, mm. rest in the Word. Isn't that interesting that God let him rest? Mm -hmm. Like he shouldn't be here. Right. He shouldn't have allowed this to happen to him. Right. You said it. you shouldn't have allowed that to happen to you. You shouldn't have taken the bait. You shouldn't have followed the temptation. You but shouldn't it have did. given him the fear. But he did. But it did. And and yeah. instead of God shaming him, right. he lets him nap. And then he feeds him. Right. And then he lets him nap some more. Because his strength was sapped. And God's like, All right, you're you're in a condition you're not you're in no condition right now to continue on with the calling that I have in your life. So I'm gonna restore you and then we'll get back to it. <laughs> But he was able to rest too. I have an insight here, I think. I think. <laughs> he was able to, he had to rest in order for him to go on that 40 days and 40 night journey yes. of, of, of meeting with God again yeah. in, a new, in a new way. Do you know that um, I was in ministry for 10 years and then God put me on a sovereign sabbatical? He told me to go on a, a one year break and he, he supernaturally provided for me. It was the first year of my marriage, which was incredible. But it was there. I had no idea what God had for me next. But I knew He had something for me next. That yeah. year was a year of rest. Wow! And it was during that year God spoke to me to pioneer the church that you and I uh, pastor together right now. Right and that's been going now for 26 years, and we have uh, borne so much fruit, and so many lives have been changed. And here we are still at it. But it was that season of rest that was so important. That's a word for somebody right now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes God has you in a season of rest. I was so frustrated. My friends are doing crusades in India. They're writing books. They're telling me how many people are getting saved. They ask me what I, I you know, what, so what even? I'm like, well, there's a new Starbucks that just opened up down the street. I'm taking a break. Yeah, it was so, it was difficult. But yeah. the Lord kept reminding God every 30 days, this is my will for you. This is my will for you. This is my will for you. So good. Yeah. And you, then, had to, you had to walk in that too, because I'm sure you had your, your moments during that break where you're like, Maybe I should. I don't know. Maybe I should. But you stood on the word. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I was getting antsy. Yeah. But I, right. well, the Lord kept speaking to me, and that's what was going on here with Elijah. It was God's voice that restored him. That's good. But first thing I love about this is God's tenderness. You know, we deserve judgment. We deserve shame. We do, we deserve to be disqualified. And yet, what does the Lord do? The Bible says, "Your gentleness has made me great." The Bible says that Jesus is so gentle that when there's a bruised reed that could just fall over, he, he does not break a bruised reed or a candle that's about to go out. He doesn't snuff it out. When he touches it, he brings it back to life. He heals the bruised reed. You might feel like a bruised reed or a, or a candle about to go out. And it's the tenderness of God 
That is the beginning of his restoration in your life. Not a rebuke, tenderness. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? That's so good. Okay, so here we go. And he went 40 days and 40 nights in that God food. You know, Josh, the day before my wife was diagnosed with cancer, the Lord spoke to me and he said, feed your soul. The journey is long. Mm. I had no idea what he was talking about. That was in 2017. It's 2023, and we're still in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death. It has been a long, hard road. Mm. And there have been days I have been so tempted with depression and despair and hopelessness. And I'm telling you, people ask me, how are you still doing what you're doing? How are you doing it with joy? How are you doing it with energy? How are you doing it with faith and vision? I'm going to tell you, it's right here what we're reading. Mm-hmm. It's the voice of God in my life. It's the presence of God. It's the tenderness of God. You've got to have that. And it's the people of God. Without you guys, yeah. oh, the community yeah. of believers, forget about yeah. it. Oh. You're, you're not in good shape. Well, that's what he did. Yeah. He isolated. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And didn't he say in here, well, let's... Yeah, don't okay, get ahead of yourself. Wait, here we go. Slow down. All right, here we go. Let's see. What, let's see. The Lord... Okay, here we go. And there he went into a cave. Some of you have gone into a cave. He went into a cave, and that night... Uh, spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Josh? I, I mean, Elijah. Uh, <laughs> and he said, I have been very zealous for the... Well, you read it. You read it. Uh, Verse 10. I don't have your translation. That's okay. But uh, we're in NIV here. He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Okay, now we're going to find out that that wasn't true, that I'm the only one left part, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're getting there. Yeah, all right, we'll get there. Yeah. But but he, he's making his complaint to the Lord. It's okay to lament. It's okay to process your fears, uh, your perceptions of things, you know. It wasn't accurate what he was saying here, but he was able to get it out. Don't be afraid to be honest with the Lord. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible is, pour out your heart before God. He is a refuge to us. Just Mm -hmm. pour it out to him. It's not like like when you tell the Lord about your fears or your lusts or your greeds or your hopelessness, that he's going to... Jeez, I can't did believe you hear this. what he just said? Did you know about this? <laughs> Holy Spirit, did you? Yeah. I, I had no idea. No, no. He knows you, and he loves you, and he's with you. And as you get it out, he's able to respond to you. You get to keep it bottled up in private, right? and, and you stay isolated. It's just going to make you sicker and sicker. So he gets it out, and then the Lord responds. Mm. Why don't you go ahead and read Joshua, starting in verse 11. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Mm. Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And then after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. What do you, what, what was that about? Triumphant entry of the presence of God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, he's coming and he's going to, he's going to, he's going to rattle, rattle things in my mind. Yeah. 
But I love the tenderness. It's just like, how did Elijah know that God wasn't in the earthquake or the wind or the fire, but he knew it's still small voice? Because there can be an earthquake, a wind, or a fire, but if the presence of the Lord isn't in it, it is not as powerful as a whisper from God where mm-hmm. his presence is. Amen. There you go. Because, see, Elijah had known God in the supernatural. Just the last chapter, calling mm-hmm. fire down from heaven. And God was saying, Elijah, that's not what I'm doing right now. I'm coming to you in a whisper. My whisper is as powerful as when I have you call fire down from heaven. I, you, you'll find me in the supernatural, but sometimes you find me in the secret place. And that's what Elijah needed right then and there was the intimacy. Oh, that is so good. Mm. That's mm. so good. How many times <laughs> have we gone to like a yeah. conference uh-huh. or we've gone to that's church yeah. expecting a spectacle? You yeah. You know? And he's like, well, how come I didn't get the, yeah. the goosebumps? How come I didn't, out yeah, yeah, I didn't get the There's experience? Yeah. And then it's like, God will oftentimes speak to you like on the drive home or when you get to your bedroom, you're just like calming down and you're quiet. And then he's like, and then he speaks. yeah, and you're like, okay, yes. All right. It's his voice. Yeah. It's his voice. Yeah. It's his voice. So God spoke to him tenderly and it was just a whisper. And Elijah, you would think that would have done it, but Elijah was caught so deep in the self-pity, he missed it. Mm. He says the same thing he said before. He went back to the same story. He's yep. been telling himself. He'll be telling his friends. He'll put it on Facebook. He'll put it on Instagram. He'll <laughs> tell it to his counselor. The same story. Ruminate. So, so you, you, yeah, you nurse it, you curse it, and you rehearse it, and it becomes part of your identity. And God is speaking to you this, but you're caught in that. And you're stuck. And God's trying to get you out by speaking mm. truth into the lie. You've got to hear the voice of God. You have to be willing to hear it, too. Well, this is the thing. Yeah. You've got to choose, you've got to, choose to get up and move on uh, yep. rather than self Come into God's presence and be open to hear what, he's what you say. might not expect. Or might not yeah. want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell you something in a minute, but let's keep reading. Yes. That agrees with that. Uh, so it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Because the second time he asked mm-hmm. the same question mm-hmm. and Elijah could have said, I don't know. I don't know what that was about, but I've heard your voice and let's get out of here. <laughs> but no, he says, I've been very zealous with the Lord God of hosts because children of Israel have broken your covenant, torn down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword. I am woman left, and they seek to take my life. Okay, so I uh, was in a, I was I was in a very negative, discouraged place, and uh, a while back, so I went on a two day retreat, and the Lord always speaks to me when I go on my retreats, and uh, but the first day I was walking down the beach. And I was listening and listening and listening and nothing. That evening, I'm in the Word, I'm in prayer, I speak in tongues, I'm worshiping, nothing. The next day, all day, nothing. That evening, nothing. And I get up um, the next morning, it's time to go. And I was really disappointed. You know, he wasn't speaking to me. And I didn't understand why. And uh, so I thought, well, I don't 
I came here to meet with you and I needed to hear it from you, but I didn't. But so I thought, well, you know, my suitcases were packed. I was ready to check out. And I thought, you know, I'll just get on my knees real quick and just say, hey, thanks for nothing. And <laughs> no, <laughs> I got on my knees and the Lord gave me this, uh, this, this address, you know, in the, in the scriptures, first Kings 19. And I thought, well, I know what that is. But I just felt strongly impressed that he wanted me to open it and read. It's right there in the hotel bed. I opened it up and I started reading it. And I got down to this part and I said out loud, well, he was, he was feeling sorry for himself. He was caught in self-pity. And the Lord said, and so like, are you. That's <laughs> like, I was like, oh my gosh, you are right. That's exactly what my problem is. It, it wasn't God. It wasn't God's people. It wasn't, you know, anything. You feeling sorry for yourself? I had gotten into self-pity. And oh. it just literally clogged your ears. It hardens your heart. You can't, you know, hear God's voice. You don't receive counsel, whatever it might be. And I mean, mm. I I stood up. I was so energized. I was so excited. I walked out of the hotel room to go back and pastor God's church and preach the gospel. I was caught in self-pity. Mm. Self-pity is not our friend. It robs you. It absolutely robs you. It acts like your friend. Oh, poor, poor baby. You. Yeah, don't don't go to church. <laughs> don't you don't don't know. You don't have to you don't have to, you know, do what God's called you to do because you know you you've done your tour of duty, you know. And they don't they don't love you. They don't respect you. They don't understand you. They don't value you, you know. You, you know. Just, <laughs> right? Yeah. Life yeah. hasn't been fair to you. Right. And you just, just... You eat it up. Oh, suck on that pacifier full of poison. Woo! Uh-uh. So, God was done with his speech. He, he gave him two chances. And so how does God bring full restoration? He, he let him rest. He was tender. He fed him. He gave him God food that went 40 days and 40 nights on, on one piece of bread. Uh, brings him to the presence of God. Um, and then, after Elijah is still stuck... Here's how God unstuck him. It says in verse 19, And you shall anoint Jehu. Well, he says, Then the Lord said to him, Go. In 15. Verse Go. 10. Verse 15. Go. See? He was done. Yeah. He was like, I all right. Heard enough. Okay, yeah. We're done with that. <laughs> Go. God is saying that to some of you. Yeah. Get up. Get up. Get up. And go. That's how you get out. That's how you uh, experience restoration. Oh, you, that's good. you you just yeah. got to carry your pain and go. You can't sit soaking sour. You, you become critical, and, and it's it's just it's a, it's it's nasty. You're right. You got to keep moving, and so he says, "Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, anoint Haziel king over Syria. Also, you shall anoint Jehu the son of Nimshi, uh, king of Israel, and Elijah the son of Shaphat, Abel." And Mahonam, and you shall anoint as prophet in your place. It shall be whoever escapes the sword of Haziel, Jehu will kill. Whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elijah will kill. The way he brought him to full restoration was by giving him a new assignment. What is your assignment from God? Mm. That is what's going to keep you alive and vibrant. The anointing flowing through you, helping others. The way you get out of your self-pity, the way you, you get out of being stuck is you begin to give out. 
you begin to obey God. You begin to do God's assignment. You've got to keep moving. That's good. Got to keep moving. Yep. That's one of the things that, you know, has helped me. Like, our board asked me if I wanted to take a sabbatical a while back when my, when my wife was diagnosed. And I said, no, I, I, I don't want to. I can't. I've got to stay, I've got to stay in the game. I've got to have the ball. I've got to be running. I've got to be looking for that pass. Right? I've got to be strategizing. I've got to be about the kingdom of God. I have not neglected my wife one iota. I've not neglected my kids. They are more important than anybody on the planet to me. However, by staying in the game, the anointing continues to flow through me. Right. And I'm seeing lives change. It, you've got to keep that life flowing through you. Right. Right? Yeah. There's, some, there's something to that, too. When you, when you push past... Um, your, you know, exhaustion or, or self-pity when you push past on, on assignment, God sees that as a, as, a, as a demonstration of faith. It's like, I'm trusting you, Lord God, that you're going to strengthen me along the way. I'm trusting that you're going to use me even in spite of what I don't understand, in spite of feeling tired, in spite of feeling like self-pity sometimes. Yeah. Keep going. Just keep going. And do you know what happened when he kept going? A double portion of what was on Elijah went on to his spiritual son, Elisha, who he had not met yet because that's what happens next. He obeyed the Lord's fresh assignment, and part of it was anoint Elisha, who had twice the anointing. When you count up the miracles of Elijah's ministry and Elisha's ministry, Elisha had double the miracles as Elijah. If Elijah Mm. would have sat soaked and soured, we never would have had an Elisha. Yep. And all those people would not have experienced the miracles of Elisha's ministry if Elijah quit. Awesome. You cannot quit. Don't quit. Tell me. Don't quit. All right. I'm telling you, yeah. don't quit. Let's tell them. <laughs> don't quit. Don't quit. Right. Keep going. And then you get to read verse uh, 18, and then we're going to pray for you, for everybody. Awesome. Yet. I reserve, this is God talking, yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal, and all those, all whose mouths have not kissed him. Yeah. He said, I'm the only one. Elijah said, I'm the only one. And God's like, I've reserved 7,000. That's right. Yeah. When you get isolated, you start to believe things that aren't true. Right. That's why you need the body of Christ. Okay, so Josh and I want to pray for you now and uh, and for each other because we're all in this together. And life is hard, but God is good. And God wants to unstuck you and he wants to give you a fresh word and a fresh assignment so you can move forward and watch God move in your life. So Lord, we pray Amen. for everyone who has been here with us today or watches this afterwards, Lord, I know you have spoken. I know hearts are going to be renewed and restored and revived. Lord, we pray your presence and your anointing on every person listening to this right now or watching this, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that they hear your whisper that brings hope and courage into their heart. Give them the boldness, God, to get up and do what you call them to do and be who you call them to be. Yes, God, I speak. Um, I speak to the weary soul right now, God. The ones that are 
the, the ones that are weary from the battle, weary of maybe doing ministry, doing life. They've got just, a, it seems like a lot of uh, chaos going on in their life. And they're having a tough time um, getting a grip, Lord God. I pray that they would do what your word says. Get up and eat. Mm, mm, that's good. Get up and eat the word yes, of God. Yes, yes. Nourish yes, your yes. spirit. Nourish your soul. So important. Start to flood out all the negative voices with yeah. the with the voice of your Father. That's right. The voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's not in the it's not in the earthquake. It's not in the fire. It's not in the mighty wind. It's in the still small voice, Lord God. Mm. So teach them and lead them. As the good shepherd you are, yes, Lord. into the secret place, yes, Jesus, to where they can find strength to run, they can find strength to go after the new assignment, Lord God, even 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 through and walking through where they sometimes feel that self pity or that that failure or I don't have enough faith, just keep going. God will fill you up along yeah. the way. Amen. In Jesus' name we Jesus pray. Name. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, God bless you, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, looking forward to seeing you next Sunday as we continue our series, The Life of Jesus. And then uh, on September 10th, we're going to start a new series called Courage. Awesome. All right. God bless.